Sabrina Smoke. I got my dude over here, Will Coleman, my partner over here, 1865. If you don't know what 1865 means, look it up. We over here at the brewery, upstairs at the Smoke Lounge. And we got over here, Pastor Simon Richardson in the house, man. He, the Kojic, he might hoop for you in every brand. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But go ahead, man. We were talking, man. I know we both be talking about real estate today, man. But go ahead. We talking about some blessed stuff. He's setting us up right there. So I mean, the, the, so just to recap, I reiterate what we just talked about. So Cinco de Mayo, I catch a flight to MGM, which I was driving up, but I decided I didn't want to charge my car, stop on the charge. So I said, you know, I'm gonna just catch a flight, catch a last minute flight, forget that I have my firearm with me. Go to TSA, I'm like, yo, hurry up, I'm about to miss my flight. I'm talking trash to the, the TSA personnel. Like, yo, what's going on? Like, come on, it can't be that serious. Whatever it is, just let them go. And then something says, this for you? They done stopped everybody. The whole caution tape out. Nobody moved. Nobody moved but me. And I looked and I said, it was like, this your Louis Vuitton event? Yeah. I own it and I know what's in it. Come on. So we see, I see the Norfolk, Norfolk uh, Authority, Norfolk Authority, they walk through Coleman. I know. Come in, they ask, they look at me. Do you know what's in the bag? Yeah. A farm now. They stopped everything from moving. Yeah, so they running it, they doing their due diligence, and they cocking back. Oh, and it's one in the head. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm, what I'm gonna tell a robber? Hold on, let me get them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I need to get some pants. <laughs> I can't put this out there to your court case. I'm free now. So, um, so I realized that, you know, I know, you know, this officer, he's fretting work, you know, work out with us. I know him and I don't, I don't know the his, his sergeant that was there. So they don't understand that right now that I have, you know, one, a concealed carry license, you know what I'm saying? Two, that, you know, there's nothing on my record anymore. It's been expunged, right? Now, if this was a couple of years ago, I definitely would have been in jail. I definitely would have been the guy running through the airport trying to get. First of all, man, you like it went through there with a gun. You yeah, got I'm trying to figure. Yeah, out. I'm, I'm stuck right there. Still caught your feet. I'm gonna tell you why I'm stuck right there, cause you know Murphy. Yeah. Murphy went through the same thing, mm -hmm. and he had to go to jail, and they had to come get him out of jail. So the fact that you that could have locked me up. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a lot of people you know too as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't, you know, I'm, he used to be the king of yeah. so he still know everybody. First of all, he told us, look what he got on his shirt. And then he told us the Louis Vuitton back. So, oh. yeah, but, ain't, yeah. but back to the more of the story. So it didn't, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't stop there, right? So I, get to, I catch a flight straight there. Uh, my people's opened up a spot called Burnbox. So you might want to check them up if you're in DC. So I go there, politic with them. So let's go to casino and bump into an ex-girlfriend. She's actually, uh, she works for the U.S. Marshals. This is gonna be good, yeah, yo. My Kool-Aid. It's gonna be real good. She works for the U.S. Marshals, so she's like, hey, you didn't call me when you came in town. I'm like, was I supposed to? Oh, they're ludicrous? Where? Every area So, call to, so name will get me in trouble. But anyway, so, um, I, I'm thinking, I'm laughing because I'm like, no way is this girl really, really bad. And Tiffany actually met Noel before, you know? 
Say hey. We just call it name. So, really. No, no, we want you to know that you're abusive and you need to be in jail. But, that ain't what? What was that a court case? No, see, got a court case. But anyway, so. He got, he got me. So I'm like, I'm like, no, I ain't calling you, blah, 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 blah. So I leave off. So she says, oh, you just gonna walk away? I'm like, yeah. So she tries to trip me, like, you know, high school, trying to make somebody fall behind them tripping. So I'm like, well, this is getting weird. So I go to the bathroom. So she follows me in the men's bathroom. Mm. At this point, I knew I was in trouble. It was at that point that he knew. That he had just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the end of the B part, right? It was at this role where he knew. So, so the gentleman is working there says, ma'am, you can't be here. She said, it's okay, I'll sit right here. I was, she said, sit right there? So I'm waiting for, I'm looking at the exits. I'm like, dang, ain't no exit out of the bathroom. That would be convenient. Cause I'm, now I'm just ready to leave. Cause I can see that it's gonna go loud. I walk off, she meets me. She's still talking to me. You tell yeah, me. You can see that it was go go left. Me girl, she in the bathroom. It's already once it once she went in the bathroom with well, me. I said, well, oh. well, she's a marshal, so technically you know I'm, I'm thinking that she got a night to lose. Yeah, no, I already been left though. I'm saying that she in the bathroom. He said he was about to go left. You don't think it's already gonna get worse? I got it. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna go left her. Yeah. It's gonna go left it. We made up our own words. Left it. So I, so she says, I see right now, you just want to be with your friends. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm just bumping into you in a joint. So I walk away, I turn my head, and she punches me in the back of the head. Ooh. I go forward, and I turn around. So immediately I'm thinking, yo, it's a boy. The dude just hit me. Look like, dude, this is sermon right here. I preach on Sunday. Exusius. Exusius is the power not to do what you could do. Uh, if you use your dunamis power in this situation, you go into jail. Right. You had to exhaust, you had to use your exousia power, which is the power to resist from doing what you could do mm-hmm. and restrain yourself. Mm-hmm. So God had you covered with mm-hmm. exousia power. And I'm looking at the devil was busy. The devil was Yeah, busy. but, it, but he God was trying was to being it too because he kept you kept attack. protecting me. All in that, and at the same time, all of my mistakes, he still protecting me. And that's a, yeah. uh, that is the cup full and not half empty. Yeah. So I'm looking at it like, I could have went to jail. Yes, you could have. I could have went to jail for a battery assault, which definitely would have lost my firearm privileges and did some jail time probably. So this woman is still antagonizing me. She don't even know why she's doing this probably at this point. (laughs) It's something on her that's antagonizing her to just provoke her more. So she's not done with me. She hit me and I just turn around. At this point, my fist balled up. Now I'm in... It's, it's fight or flight, you know what I'm saying? So I take a deep breath. I'm like, look, don't help me put your hands on me again. So I'm walking away and I'm telling, look, did you see this? This is crazy. If I hit her, I'm going to jail and I'm gonna be the wrong guy. And she's a marshal. Well, what's for the marshal? So, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a problem for me up here in PG County. So she takes the water and throws the water on me. She's not done with me, you know what I mean? So MGM security don't even come. They come maybe 15 years later. After that, she's already walked off with her homegirls. They out the building, and they like, you wanna, you wanna a voucher for fifty dollars? Like a voucher for fifty dollars? Said man, you keep y'all bread, man. I don't know vouchers for fifty dollars. But one of the pit bosses came, cause he know me, 
And he said, man, look, man, look, just go to Ginger, we'll give you $300 voucher. I'm like, bro, that's more like it, even though it's not y'all fault. <laughs> even though it's not y'all fault, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this $50, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm drinking, you know, some good food. Hey, that's a good, that's a good moment right there. Yeah, it don't settle. Right. You never know what's going to come right. up. Right. So I'm sitting and I'm thinking like, you know, it, it gets, you know, it gets no crazier than, than this weekend. And that's what happened. And after that, mm-hmm. you know, there's something to think about and reflect on. Cost me some money too, that TSA thing. And I, and I was bitter and I, I, I was kind of upset and I was thinking about, I should press charges. I should do this. I could obtain the video and press charges. She'd definitely lose her job. But I said, man, you know what? Whatever she was going through that day, she might not even know. So I'm going to just take yeah. that I wasn't hurt, and I'm going to just move forward. Two more to the story. First is, if you ain't ready to commit, don't mess with no U.S. Marshal. <laughs> what? I, did, I, I didn't expect that one. But if you, if you ain't ready to commit, don't mess with no U.S. Marshal. But the second one is, you see how we talked about on Sunday? Well, it's probably gonna be some Sundays when I go, we gotta hold this till he get past his court case before we add this one. So look, but exusia power is the power to restrain yourself. And God kept him from God kept him from hitting her, God kept him from retaliating. Because you gotta understand, man, the vengeance is God. God gave three hundred dollars for his trouble. He got blessed because he was able to restrain himself. A lot of times we think the power is in us clapping back. Well, you more powerful when you learn how to restrain yourself and you don't do what you could do. Like, you understand? So he probably would have won the fight, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he would have lost the battle because if he would have lost the one to fight. Dude, I ain't gonna get canceled. I can't say you just gonna win because see a lady. You know what I'm saying? I can't say No, 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 no. I'm not I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. She might have she might have whooped in the fit. I'm punching out of heart. See a Marshall. Listen, so all I can remember from her punching me was looking across the table. Was, was she locked you out? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and looking at the table. And Dilla. So the Dilla looked at me and the Dilla was like, you better be careful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All I can say is no, the same. All I can remember when people say that, they got a concussion. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it because I was so angry that, you know, the rest was a blur. This dude is here. When I got me, all I can remember. When I woke up on the floor, this I want treat. All I could remember. All I remember was dude just looking at me like, man. So she hit you hard. No, nah, bro, I mean, was it smoking? But it, it, it was a, it was a good hit. What it was, Tweety? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I seen Sylvester. <laughs> dude, man, that's wild. Look, man, let me tell you something. It's healing in the story, though. It's funny, man, we come here to talk about real estate, but hey, he had it on his heart. And you gotta understand, man, you gotta listen to people when they tell their story, because even if they say it over and over again, and it's our first time hearing it, but I promise you he didn't told his story more than once. Cause at the end of the day, your healing is in telling the story. So when somebody telling you a story, even if it's a lot of different times, let them speak it out, man, because it's healing. Cause when you go through some type of trauma, you gotta speak it out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we think trauma is just something real big. We lost our house, we lost our job. But that's traumatic right there, man. You in a situation that all of a sudden something happened that you don't know what's going to happen. That is traumatic to your mind and your emotions, man. First of all, first of all, but look at how God covered you, man. You made it through the airport and still caught your same flight. 
right? You know you black, right? You got 1865 on. He made it through the airport, didn't go to jail. Like we said, one of our people went to jail, did the same thing. But God gave him grace. You got to understand the small hands when God moved in mysterious ways. Anyway, let's talk about making his money now, man. But anyway, we got our dude over here, man. Brother Richardson, you know, he a great interviewer. So he's going to interview us today about real estate. So he got some courses. So you might have some of these same courses, man, because, you know, he does some investments and things. And we wanted to just make sure that we came from perspective of the customer so we'd be able to to, to, to help you out. Because Brother Coleman, he does a lot of real estate investing. I mean, this is one of them right here. We sitting in 1865. Make sure you patronize my dude's um, business and come up here whether you black, white, or whatever, 1865 stands for the Juneteenth when we were free in 1865, finally. Um, so I love the history of it. And so just please come up here and have a good time. You know, I know people think that you shouldn't drink. The Bible says do not be drunk with too much wine. It didn't say you couldn't drink wine. You need to turn water into wine. Not trying to push alcohol with you, definitely not. If you don't drink, don't start. But what I'm saying is don't walk around here acting like that's some type of sin and you can't do it. That's why it's more alcohol is in the Baptist church than any other denomination. Because you go to Presbyterian, man, Presbyterian, man, they be having that junk. Stop. But we got to understand we be making up rules that the Bible ain't never gave. But anyway, man, what, what, you, what you got for us, man? I got so much. Thanks uh, for uh, letting me uh, come and be a part of this. But you, so many topics, like what you just started talking about where, you know, drinking. 1865 is a phenomenal spot. Before I even met the owner, I was coming, but right? what you just said is powerful. You know, so many alcoholics in the Baptist church, it's a lot across all the denominations. Yeah. The difference the, the, the difference is more is open with it and people are hiding and being pride because don't nobody want to be harmed. But I'm gonna tell you what it is. When you think something is sin yeah. and you do it, or you feel like somebody, you, you're right, you hiding it, so then it, make, it ain't even a sin. And you don't understand the scripture. No, in our creed, in the Baptist thing, it says, I would not get drunk with too much wine. I took that out of house. Because I already know some of y'all work at this liquor store. Yeah. Some of y'all drinking. Why would I have you there making a covenant out of something you know you ain't going to do? Right. It's one thing to sin, but it's one thing to have a covenant with God and then you don't fulfill it. Because it said, what was a man that make a covenant and don't keep it? Because you making a covenant, you promising God, I'm not going to do this. So why would I have you making a promise? I know... 85% of us in there ain't going to keep because it's, it's not a sin. You understand? He said, do not be drunk with too much wine. If it was a sin, he would have never turn water into wine. I'm tired of people oh, it wasn't fermented. If Noah was drunk, something's fermented somewhere. Right? But it's crazy that you brought up Noah, right? Yeah. If you notice when Noah did get drunk, God never punished him. Mm. He never punished him for that. When the, when the sons came, he allowed him to give him a consequence, but God never gave Noah a consequence. Why? Because just like you just talked about trauma, right? Most people listen to respond instead of listening to understand. What if we had people listening to understand what you went through? I believe, and I ain't telling people to go get drunk or nothing, but I believe no one deserved a drink. You watched the entire world, and you got to help God <laughs> rebuild a new world. Yeah. We lose people over time. He lost people at one time. Oh. Friends, everybody. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with that trauma? He dealt with it how he knew how to deal with it, plant a vineyard. And God never cursed Noah. Why? Because you you going through. Mm -hmm. God is sovereign. He never cursed it. So we got people out here judging people because they don't, like you said earlier, they don't understand context of scripture. 
So they abuse that scripture. You can't be out here getting drunk. You can't be drinking alcohol. You can't be doing that. No, that, that never said that. That scripture ever said that's just like the scripture that said he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And then you mad because you still got a need. No, that was Paul talking to them people telling because you bless me. I pray that God is going to supply your need because everybody in this world still got a need. But when you don't understand context of scripture, you manipulate it and you try to lord over people and judge people. And you don't even understand the, the definition of judgment. Judgment is rendering punishment. I have no authority to give you a while. It's reverent. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just important that you, I know we're about to talk about real estate, but I'm just saying it's important that you, that you, that you, that you said that because I believe, man, we living in a day and time where a lot of people don't want to come to church because church has been, you know, so judgmental to the place where we don't know it. Like, you know, I tell my church all the time, we're a hospital. You know, sometimes people go, you know, they're going to come in. They need to get healed. That don't mean they're going to stay. You don't, you don't go to the hospital to live. They go to the hospital to get healed. And here's the other thing. Yeah. People talk about church hurt, right? Yes. So for that, I've been times for me. I done been in the hospital and got sick. I went in the hospital and was not sick. And when I went to go visit somebody, I got sick. Yeah. So it's the same way in church. Sometimes you go in, everybody's dealing with a problem. Sometimes you're going to get sick in there. Mm -hmm. And you can't just be like, oh, the church, man, the church hurt me. Because I didn't come in here and get hurt in 1865. But I ain't coming in here saying 1865 hurt me. I was still going to come in here and have my coffee. Like, you know, we ain't going to force feed that. Look, because at the end of the day, can I talk to y'all about something, man? Because we were talking about this as preachers when we was down there in Risk. At the end of the day, I probably, I don't think nobody got no church hurt like some pastors. Man, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, the way, dude, the way I went through at my church, really? when I first got here, dude, man, I'm telling you, I think I was staggering. Like, I'm just not getting probably to the point where I'm healed. When I got here, dude, I was online. I mean, I ain't no Omega or nothing like y'all. But, dude, I felt like I was online, man. I was, man, I had people write letters to the Commonwealth Attorney, to the Chief of Police, the Sheriff, the Mayor, everybody on City Council talking about I was stealing money. Dude, I ordered an audit. And so then it was funny how to come with attorney. He said, man, your people crazy. I said, what you mean? It was crazy, though, because I don't never go anywhere on Saturday. But one of my decades wanted me to go to this Christmas party, and God said, go. And I went, the first person I saw was come with attorney. He said, man, your people crazy, man. I've been looking for you. I said, what? He said, man, somebody said you were stealing money. But what person is steal money and order an audit? Ain't nobody right mind going to steal money and then order an audit. And you order an audit, right? And it was crazy. So they... They had given board minutes. They had given um, to the to the to everybody. And the only reason I ended up on planning commission, they looked through the notes and said, "Wow, you handled that well." I didn't even know what what. So anyway, when they called me after I had received all this stuff, I thought they were calling me and like they're gonna call me in for questions or something. I was like, "Ain't none of their business." But they called me to say, "Hey, do you want to be on the planning commission?" I said, "What's that?" And they told me what it was. I said, "Oh, yeah, let me pray about it. I'll probably do that." But the only reason I'm even on the planning commission is because my haters brought me to attention to them. They said, this dude leading, he leading well, and his people, some of his people not even with him, and he handled that when he fired the person, the bookkeeper or whatever, he didn't release no confidential information. He handled it textbook, and they said, wow, you know how to handle business. Can you do this? You understand? Mm -hmm. And so then when I was brought to the attention, I get a blessing. So a lot of times we get mad when people hate on us, but I think that's why I became a principal so bad. People get lying on me, then they go to the assistant superintendent. First, they come down there all the time. Then they started calling me. 
Then they started emailing me when I was an assistant principal. Then all of a sudden they started coming out of every now and then just a trip, man, we got this today, but I got to laugh at it. And that believe that's why I became a principal so fast is because my haters kept me on their radar. I can't call them like, hey man, I'm doing a great job. Hey, I'm doing a great job. But when they was lying on me and I had my stuff together, it put me on the radar. Mm -hmm. And that's why at mm -hmm. 34, something like that, like one of the youngest principals mm -hmm. in, in the Atlanta area mm -hmm. because my haters had put me on mm -hmm. on blast. Mm -hmm. So if you got your stuff together, then your haters, oh. you got $300 mm -hmm. right there. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's crazy, man. So let me ask you this. As, you know, as a pastor going through that, how are you able to break through as a pastor with in the real estate game? Wow, that's dope. Man. See, I was already doing real estate. Okay. So this is a funny thing. When I got called, I said, man, you know how when you get called, you don't, I ain't want to do it. So I was like, all right, God, I'll be a principal and I can teach the kids. And I ended up being a principal. No, I can be a teacher. I was ended up being a teacher. I can be a real estate broker. I give money. I ended up being a real estate broker. So all those things God used to mold me to who I am. And so now, you know, my church do investment. I do investments. My members come and they do investments and I make sure I get them in the game to make more money and make more streams of income. So I just think God just took all of my giftedness and all of my talents and just brought it so he can have the kingdom, uh, do kingdom business in the, in the marketplace. So I think whatever gifts you have, God wants you to use. So I know I need to practice my saxophone more and start by playing at church because that's one gift I'm not giving him. He wants you to give all your gifts to him. He plays that. Yeah, man. I used to make money, man, doing that job, man. I used to make money. And I, I do my comedy again up here. But my saxophone, I haven't been doing. Dude, I used to be in the... I have my saxophone with me and go to the club. Now, now you probably get arrested. But if somebody, they have a saxophone and they were playing, dude, I would go literally walk on stage and start playing with them. I'm on one of Halen Baylor's. I'm on one of her live albums because I was sitting in the orchestra pit. I thought we were supposed to be there because I was in the orchestra at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. So the dude pads on his saxophone just started falling off. And so I let him use my saxophone. You know, he used his mouthpiece and then he played. But then one song, he wasn't feeling. I said, man, I like them old school gospel songs leaving with my, my saxophone. So then I started playing. They were like, stop, stop, stop. They're like, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. So I ain't gonna tell you no lie because y'all might go Google it anyway. I'm on, I ain't getting no credit for it, but like 1998, 99 or whatever, when they did the live recording with Halen Baylor, when she did a live recording at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, I'm on one of them songs on the live recording. I was just right there. The next day, I came and tried it like I ain't know, but they had a rope there to make sure I ain't know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you child, what's the time? Here we go. For the first time, I ain't know. The next time they had it, I ain't know. The with a rope on there to make sure I ain't go across. Why is that mass, man? Yeah. Right. That, that. They went up on a live album, dude. I just don't. I had some royalties, though, for real. Because I'm really on there. I mean, I, I played, but I didn't get paid. Yeah, you mean probably like a hundred dollars or something. That's why you're in there. It was like a hundred dollars. I want a hundred dollars, man. Whatever. Keep the hundred dollars. Right. Hey, what got you into real estate? Oh, man. So, what originally got me in real estate was I used to be um, an emergency seaman or an engineer in emergency seaman. So, I had my daughter and she's 18 now. But back then, I was making a transition in my life. See, I was in a different pharmaceutical sales back yeah, then. I'm about to say, yeah. And then I had yeah. to make a change. I'm with you. Because I got the top on the show. Hey, hey, hey. 
Okay. And I covered you and all your stuff. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, I didn't cover you, so it's about. Well, let's be honest. You didn't make this change. Let's be honest. You made the change. Mm-hmm. We we grateful for the change, but can we just be bring the smoke? Go ahead, bring it. You <sighs> enjoyed it though, right? I enjoyed the rush of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Sin wasn't fun. Nobody was. Sick. My dad used to say this all the time. He said, "Y'all act like y'all act like you know y'all ain't enjoy your your ride to hell." He said, "My dad is a pastor." He said, yeah. "I was enjoying my ride." He said, if you go, if you gonna do it, you gonna have fun doing it. You don't do it scared. You gonna have fun because you're doing it wrong anyway. It ain't even that. The thing about it is, if sin wasn't enticing, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do it, yeah. And and for me, it was growing up just watching the guys that I idolized coming in the neighborhood. How you paying the two hundred dollar tennis shoes and you have them different ones every day? You know what I mean? You on the court, you balling, and you looking sweet, and you pulling up. And the flyest cars, and I know you don't work. I'm nobody. I'm a car guy. I say that's what got me. So when he popping out, and back then it was the Acuras and the Ledgers and the Z's. He fly. I ain't gonna say his name, but he fly in the his past statue of limitations. So I'm gonna, he called that girl name though. He called. He said, "Dude, Shamir Marshall, what was my name? Lewis, Lady Lewis, Eleanor, what Vincent?" No, no. So, so this, 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 and he's my man, Smirk. But anyway. So Smirk was this dude that I last coming in there. That's another crime. Yeah, but it's fine. So um, <laughs> I looked up to him coming up like, yo, that's who I wanted to be like. And it, it was just a small thing at that point. The day I got to high school, my sister got this drug little dude and, you know, it's my nephew's father. And he was like, listen, I want to be him. I thought this dude was getting money. This dude is really getting money. So they always had that person to look up to whether it's good influence or bad influence. And I said, man, I'm gonna be one of the best drug dealers. That was my goal. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was really the, the money of it, the aspect of it. Be the I want to be the best of yeah, yeah. my name to be remembered. And it is in a very good way, far as from <laughs> not going to the feds to transition yeah. my life to Dude. all of that good stuff. That's you know like, what I mean? Oh man, think God get those people that got that pass. Right. Saul was out there killing folk, but he had a past. He was like all in, thinking he was doing the right thing. Right. Then God turned him around. Man, ain't nothing like when God takes somebody out of the world world and use them for the kingdom, because you know everything yeah. Yeah. in the midst of it. And speak to you. Like, literally, it was no doubt that it was God's voice. It was like, that's it. Because if not, dead in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I went away, I had 30, I could look at the news articles. I had 30 guys that I knew in the area that, that either killed or in jail. It was like a running tab, like, yeah, I was with him. Yeah, I used to be with him. Dead, 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 dead. Feds, 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 dead. I mean, it was just crazy. So at that perfect time, he was covering me and letting me know, look, man, I ain't gonna send you here because I got a different purpose for you here. I'm gonna need you to do this. Let me tell you something, man. Wow. It's y'all down. It's funny how. Thank you for um, the Kool-Aid. So look. <laughs> In the coffee. <laughs> so look, though, seriously, though, you look at how God hid Jesus in Egypt right where they were killing folk, right? He hid Moses in Pharaoh's palace, right? He hid him in Egypt. Why? Because the devil looking for them everywhere else but in the midst of that. God will hide you in Egypt. He hid you in Egypt. He hid you in your mess. Because if God, if the devil knew exactly how God wanted to use you, he would have destroyed you. But because he saw that you was on your way to hell, 
he left you alone because the devil don't bother anybody who he already think on his team because he 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 can only kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create no more angels. The right. Bible says, "Whoever who has not entered through the gate has only killed, come to kill, steal, and destroy." And the gate is the if you look in this realm, it's, a, it's the womb of a woman. If you weren't born here legally, you don't have no legal authority. The devil was cast down. He has no authority whatsoever. He can't create anything. So he ain't got time to be sending demons to you if you already going to hell. Mm-hmm. He ain't got no time to send demons to me if I'm already going to hell. But if you preaching already, he coming for you because he don't have you. But when you're in the kingdom of hell, he ain't bothering you. Mm-hmm. So God was able to develop you the same worldly skill that you had with marketing your drugs, packaging and putting it together, that God took it and put it in the kingdom, guys. Now you sit up here and you got a flipping 1865. Mm-hmm. You got different apartment complex. You got other restaurants everywhere. Why? Because God cleaned you up and used the gift that you learned in Egypt. Mm-hmm. that took the same skills he learned in Pharaoh's house and, mm-hmm. and, and brought his people out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. The same stuff you were using to take people to hell, God took them gifts and now you're taking people out of the dark into the mob is like, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Even sitting back looking at it, it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just in that perspective. Wow. You know what I mean? And then he know I was in. You know what I mean? But that's, wow. So, you know, I'm new to the game. Just got in it. You know, I ain't gonna tell all my bills. Don't ever do that. It's all my business. But um, I know there's some people out there that don't, you know, particularly the black community, we don't know too much about them. You know, we don't know, you know, how to invest, where to invest, because the reality is the way the economy is, a you know, we are now, we are kind of pushed to, like I was telling Justin earlier, try to, we, we're at this level where we just always keeping our head above war, right? And, you know, so... Quick questions that uh, some may, you know, not know, scared to ask, or just basic questions. Um, give us an update on the current mortgage low ultras one. Man, it just right. It's funny. Ain't it funny how we call it high now? Mm-hmm. But we buy our houses back in the nineties. We got spoiled. You get a seven or six percent interest rate, eight interest, you chill it. But now, because we done had these two point five and threes because the COVID came and it went way down. We got spoiled, so to speak. My first house I bought was a 7% mortgage, and that was like the bomb rate at the time. Cause what? some people get 10 and 11, yeah. right? But now it went way down. And so, you know, it's, it's all about, it's all, this is what I'm gonna tell you. It don't matter what the interest rate is, it's always better to buy. Cause at the end of the day, whatever the interest rate is, that's gonna affect the rental rate. Mm-hmm. People get mad, they, they trying to take these landlords to court because they going up on the rent. They went up on the rent because they rent went up because of the interest rate. If they didn't have a fixed mortgage, they had an adjustable rate, they, they stuff went up. Mm-hmm. So when they went up, they weren't gonna sit up there and pay for you to be there. Mm-hmm. They were gonna raise their price up. So the best way to build wealth is to do what? You don't even have to buy a rental property in the beginning. Buy yourself your own house mm-hmm. instead of rent. People say, but what did the refrigerator tab? And, and then I ain't got no money. I want them to fix it. Can I tell you something? We done already factored in what a refrigerator gonna cost. Cause at the end of the day, we charging you. Cause when we fix your refrigerator, we want to make sure we were making enough money to account for that refrigerator when it breaks. Mm-hmm. So we ain't, whatever we paying, we charge you at least two, $300, at least $300 more mm-hmm. than what we paying. So what? If you bought the house, you'd be paying $300 less 
but you're paying three hundred dollars more. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all in apartments not knocking it, but you're paying two thousand dollars mm-hmm. for one and two bedrooms when you can have a house and you definitely don't have to pay two thousand dollars if you get like a hundred fifties, hundred eighty, two hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. You got four, you got three, four bedrooms, you got room. I put it like this. If you rent it, and I and this happened to one of my people, I ended up having to buy a house and rent them and rent them a house. Say my I say my daughter, she graduate. Like you got a daughter, she graduate, you like, man, you know what? She done went and got married. The husband can't find a house, they can't find a house. You say, you know what? I got this house. I get these tenants, 60 days notice. Hey, y'all gotta get out 30, 60 days, because I'm gonna put my daughter in here. And you can legally break the lease to do that. So no matter how much money you don't put in this rental property, no matter how much, how many window treatment, no matter how much you take care of the law, it's not yours. It's not yours. It'll never be yours. You will never own it. And but you continue to pay all this money for somebody else to bless somebody else. So the best way to empower yourself to build wealth for you, your family and and, and your family coming down the way is to buy um, real estate, especially on your own home. So you can have something that you can pass down for generations to come. So is it a good time based upon the economy? It's a good time to buy right now. Absolutely. Always a good time. To Always buy. a good time. I'll no, it's raining. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. either or. Yeah. You know I mean, so you're trying to lock in the rates. And I like the rates can't go up because the Fed can change that every day. It actually changes every day. So for me, looking at it, that aspect, like look at your parents. They never were really worried about the interest rate. They were worried about could they make this payment? Could they make this? This is my monthly payment. Can I afford this? Right. They never got into that because we look at it now we want the lowest rate because it's still 25 to 30 year fixed or you know or flex so you're looking at an investment that's going to be the probably the biggest investment and a lot of us is not in a position to say to pay off a house in say four or five years they look at it long term but if you're able to do that i advise you to do that and you know what i mean pull the equity out and then use that to maybe do more investments you know what i mean there's different ways to skin a cat the best way that I understand is just to have enough where rental property is your, that, that's taking care of your mortgage. So now you're kind of living, it's not free, but it's living where you're not actually working for. It's not earned income. You don't have to go, you don't have to preach, you don't have to list. It's actually making money while you're sleeping. And for me, that's the security of any kind of rental portfolio because once they grow, you turn in 10 to 20. And once you amass anything over 10 rental properties, you're not worried about your mortgage payment, whatever it is anyway, because more than likely your mortgage payment is, I got saved for, I got a rental in Newport News and I think the mortgage is like 700, but the people that's renting it pays $1,400. I don't have a tax the money, but it, it goes into escrow, you know what I mean? And they pay the note that I pay, they come out my account every month. You know what I'm saying? Talk about that. Because most people get into it for the money aspect. You just said you don't touch it. No, I don't touch it. Most people will get into it and they want to touch it. But you can touch it. Is it wise? No, no, no. So I'm going to tell you what it is. the full scope of that. That house I acquired before COVID, I paid 15000 for it, which is unheard of. It was dilapidated. But I, I ended up putting another hundred into it. I pulled my money out of it, which means I got an equity line from it. I got um, 75% of the ARV, which came in two something. So I ended up getting like $90,000 back. You know what I mean? Liquid. 
So now I'm only 10 invested to it. I get my money back. Well, 25 invested to it. I get my money back. I get a renter in there and he's paying the note. You know what I mean? And I'm putting money in escrow. If I continue to do that, I just built my portfolio. I got my money to turn, so I'm I'm whole, yeah. and I got money that I'm getting that's being deposited in the escrow every month. You see what I'm saying? And I still own it, and I still have my money whole. What better, you know what I mean? And I can go to the bank and say, look, I, I own this. You know what I mean? I need another line of credit, or I need this, or I need this. And looking at the banker looking at it as, listen, he has this, and he owns this. Even he got a note on it, it's a small note, we can give him more money. You know what I mean? That type of thing. You keep that and you build that portfolio because one turns into two. And I'm just doing a simple math. Just say you got a 700, 700 spread on each one of them. You got 10 of them. What's that? You know what I mean? It's $7,000. I don't know a lot of people mortgage is $7,000. You know what I mean? Even if you live in a, you know, mine is $3,300. You know what I mean? My mortgage payment. So, and I live in a very nice thing. You know what I mean? So, and most people can pay that in rent and one in five hundred if you're living somewhere nice. You go to the Virginia Beach, you're gonna pay triple that. You know what I mean? And especially the condos is oceanfront. So I'm gonna say, look at it from a standpoint of where you at financially and where you at as far as investing. I say invest somewhere to grow it. If you got, if you're doing your really due diligence and you can buy a, a duplex and live in one side, that's the fastest way to obtain. You know, so. Well, Talk about the fastest way to obtain wealth, how to invest, what to invest in, kind of similar to this next question I'm about to ask. What properties are good to invest in? Okay, uh, foreclosures are good. The whole thing about it is when you say that, it don't matter. You just got to see if the numbers line up. Gotcha. First of all, let, let, let me talk to the simple people first. Let's get that, then I'm going to come back to what he's talking about. Because first of all, just buy you a house. Like the easiest investments probably going to ever do that you don't even have to rent out is the house that you buy. I bought my house, my first house, $95,000. Back then it was cheaper, right? Three bedroom house, 15, 1600 square feet, right? $95,000. Ended up, car started adding up, ended up buying a Lexus. What did I do? I didn't pay for the Lexus. I got the Lexus, I saw the note. I'm like, my credit great. And this note, $700, cause why? They want you to pay it off in five years. So I said, you know what? Let me go get a home equity line. Most people call it a HELA. I got a home equity line of credit. Mm -hmm. What do you mean I can pay it off in 15 years? Did that, paid off the truck with cash because of my home equity line. Mm -hmm. But with a home equity line, you get 15 years to pay it off. So what? My note, $200. Then, because I got it on my house, I can write the interest off on the loan. Mm -hmm. Then I had bought a, a truck and I was doing real estate. So back then they got the gas guzzling tax. So you also ended up getting a way to, 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 to write it off. So you gotta learn to write off. So I was able to write my truck off for buying it and I can still write the miles off. Mm -hmm. And I had it in my house. So I'm writing off the interest. Mm -hmm. And because I got it on the HELOC, I'm paying them 15 years instead of five. So my note ain't but $200, mm -hmm. right? Then I came back, sold the house, right? Mm -hmm. Sold the house, and I had paid some of the stuff down anyway, ended up making $50,000. Mm -hmm. So the truck cost 50. I had took the heat lock out. I sold it and made 50. I made $100,000. That mean I made, I, I made my house, I made $100,000 on a house that I only paid $95,000 mm -hmm. for over like 12 years because the equity went up because I bought 
in the subdivision in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I want the first houses there. Mm-hmm. So as they continue to build up the neighborhood, mm-hmm. my equity is building up while I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what's a good house to buy? If it's foreclosed, you can afford to fix it up and it's, it's, it's messed up, that's cool. But don't get into saying, ooh, I want to get foreclosed. Ooh, I want to get this. You might get a niche, like he might have a niche. But the main thing is, find you an agent. It don't have to be me. It should be, but it don't have to be me. Right, right. It's my show. It's good. No, that's important. That's important because people are pinky. Yeah. Buyer's agent. It ain't like we're in New York. Now, New York, California, some of the northern states, you're going to pay the agent to be your representative. But when you have, when you a buyer here or an investor, you don't even pay us. The seller pays us, and it ain't gonna make the house cost no more. The listing agent get paid a certain percentage, and because it's a co-op situation, if they get six percent, they got to give my company three, and they keep three. Mm-hmm. If they get five, I get two point five. They get two point five. You not even paying an agent to represent you. So why would you go out there by yourself? It makes no sense. Find you an expert that'll help you find a rental property or find you an expert that'll help you find a property. But what he's saying, I don't really want to say what I be making because I hate people be in my business. But I do. Do you say you don't flip your house right away, do you? Hmm. You know why he don't? It's always in the, the long game is good. Sometimes I flip to get some cash out. But when you rent, that residual is better. Plus, if you sell a house, save up, you buy a house for $100,000. You sell it and you make 20000 right? If you sell it before 365 days, they're gonna tax you 30%. So if you made 20 G's on it, the 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 the, the tax people want six thousand, right? Mm-hmm. But if you wait 366 days or more, they only want 15%, mm-hmm. which is still a lot, but it's better than 30. They want three thousand. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you getting taxed less the longer you keep it. Plus with that residual income, with the house I have, man, dude, I made. I don't want to say what I mean. I made more than some people make a year on my rental property. No, it's a hour, y'all. He makes it. So you should do that. I'm not knocking that, you know. I remember when I made $15,000. I'm trying to make to make. So anyway, dude, dude, on my rental property net, I make good money. So find out, I got one that just came on the market. It's in Virginia Beach. I just put it on the market. I, I got it a year and a half ago. And I just took my time finishing, just going off of the basis of, you know, how they're going to tax me if I got rid of, you know, within a year. But um, it's going for 320 It was a 3-1, now it's a 3-2. It's crazy. And so I'll show you the put it. Like, when I say crazy, crazy. And it's in Virginia Beach. I did the driveway, the landscaping, the turn of 3-2, did a cover porch, did a deck on the back. Crown molding, sixteen recessed cans. And the house is small; it's not like a huge house. But I made everything functional in the house. And a lot of times, people want some quaint that they can do additional. Like they, you can add on to that. If that master is not bigger, you know, big enough, yeah. you can do that. You know, and some people want that that startup, but that's in that sweet point of that price point. You know what I mean? In this game, everything is price point. You know what I mean? And who you're going after as far as your potential client or buyer, you know what I mean? Um, so that's just just some things, some tools to keep in mind. Maybe you can't hold it that long, and you got to do it. So you got to eat the 30%, you know what I mean? If It's whatever works for you and your finances, uh, which are you on hard money or uh, uh, 
line of credit or your own cash, whatever that is. You know what I mean? So you kind of got to make it advantageous for you. Well, I don't want to bore y'all. So look, man, I make this $70,000 a year just off my rental property as after my expense. Rental. So that means I'm chilling at home. If I get fired, I'm still going to make $70,000. You know, I still want some more money. Yeah. So I just have to sell more houses and newbies groves to get rid of me. But at the end of the day, they're not getting that's what I make with past my, with my, with, without even, without, you know, that's what I make. Hey, my name is Pastor Simon Richardson. If y'all. They all care. At the end of the day, man, so I'm, look, what I realized too, not just because New Beach Grove loved me now, but I left, I was really thinking I missed Atlanta. And I do miss Atlanta sometimes, but I realized I'm missing my money. Because yeah. when God told me to come in, he wouldn't let me do real estate for like eight years. I was pissed. Yeah, I mean, dude, everybody remember that. I bled on the congregation for eight years. Fucking about it. He laughed it. I, I gave up. And then, then God had me put my church in the game. Sell a church in Atlanta that we ended up buying and lease purchasing into. The church ended up making hundred and fifty thousand dollars in two years, mm-hmm. right? I said I got a sixty thousand dollar commission, but God said I could have had none of the money, and I ain't touch it because He said I couldn't have it. Ooh, I was mad. I fussed about that in the Sunday. You understand? But God still blessed me in the end. So whatever you give up, God will bring back anyway. Told me to open my business again. Told me I could open my business here in Newport News. Opened it up in the pandemic, dude. I was mad at God. He gonna tell me to open it in the pandemic? Really? Couldn't no, didn't nobody see that. I know I didn't see it. I'm out there with gloves on, the little hat net because they and they had the little footies on because they you know when you were first showing the house, nobody wanted the COVID, so you showing sure ain't nobody in the house. You got the mask on, the hat net on, or whatever the the little shoes. And everybody was laughing at me because God told me to make a phone. They were like, man, you ain't gonna make no money. Now you doing it now? That don't make no sense. Biggest real estate boom out of we that seen probably in the history of the flipping world. You feel me? And everything was selling like that. Open one and was like that, man. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm telling you is this: when you give up what God said, give up. He gonna give it back to you. Press down, shake together, and run it over. Can you give up your Isaac? Some of y'all can't even give up your Ishmael. Ishmael, you you read your Bible, you know what I'm talking about. Some people can't give up what they don't like. When you give up what God tell you to give up, man, it's, it's coming back. I gave, way, go ahead. I gave up a dream home. I was about to build my dream home. And this came about during COVID. So you know, no 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 PPP money, no none of it is during COVID. So I gotta finish construction during COVID. I got supply issues, I got this, I got that, I got staff, and I still gotta pay these guys during COVID. Man, it was no joke, but it was a leap of faith. You know what I mean? And see a vision. See, that's exousia again. Yeah. Because you you did delayed gratification. Yeah. So it's like instead of me building my house that I want to chill in and live in, I'm gonna put my money in my business that's gonna end up. Yeah. And God sustain. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so powerful. I don't live in a I mean, he, he take care of me. I don't live in a shack, but it wasn't my it wasn't built from my own hands. I'm a builder. I'm not only just a, you know, investor, I actually I'm a class A contractor. You know what I mean? So I build homes and it just you know when you when you're living in someone it feels like someone else's home it's my home but it still feels like someone else's home because it wasn't built by my hand without my vision you know what i mean mm. so i just you know i take time to just look at stuff and take a step back and still thank god for all of the trials and tribulations and when i thought he didn't 
care nothing about me. He really was covering me and protecting me, and I wasn't wise enough to see through all of the smoke and the mirrors yeah. and everything else. And he, he just got now the vision that I thought was going to be my dream home. And then it was probably so magnified times 10. You thought you was going to be okay with that. Now I got something. I got this for you. So I just trust God that, it, you know, going to see it through for me being diligent and doing what we say a leap of faith. Yeah. So can you speak to the people out there, particularly our culture, our people who are scared to take a leap of faith and purchase a home? I believe one of the reasons why a lot of people are stuck in renting is because we get told no so many times. Right, right. And when you get told no so many times, you're scared, you're scared yeah, yeah. to step out there to get that that one yes you've been waiting for. But that's, uh, and, and that's anyway with business too. I mean, even with the leap of faith, I get told, I can get a thousand no's, but guess what? All it takes is one yes to change my life. Yeah. I can go to, each door, you can tell me no, but that right door at the right time to say yes, and that's life changing. How are you persistent and consistent in that? Keep going, like keep so going. I just I don't have a spirit of give up or no. Yeah, for me, I have to see anything I touch, I got to see it through, whether it be my last dime or my first dime. So that's the that's the faith that I have in God. That you know, God would not be mocked. He gonna, I'm gonna see this through for you. This you this way. I ain't bringing this far. Like my mother always say. God didn't bring it as far as just to leave you, son. And I just hear her say that, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then she has another thing to say, it's hard, but it's fair. You know what I mean? And for me, I carry that through life. It's hard, but it's fair. But it's fair. You know what I mean? You just got to see it. We get so caught up with not finishing the paperwork, not doing what the creditors, you know, that instant oatmeal, you know, instant gratification. Yeah. I, I want this and I want this now. We live in a generation of right now and people don't want to see it through whether it be paperwork, whether it be you not buying that car that the, the lender told you don't buy to get this home, you going to, to Saks trying to look like the rappers or you on IG trying to look like the Instagram model. Man, you, just say, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I had to go get this BBL. Listen, that doesn't, that's not going to call BBL. That's not going to get you that house. You know what I mean? So that's the, that's, you know, that's what it is. It, it, and it's it just, it is consistency. You know what I mean? It is, I'm doing this because this is the path that I know is going to change my life and the trajectory of my life. So that's what, that's all it's about. Just being diligent enough and disciplined. Listen, if I had no discipline, if you didn't have discipline, you wouldn't be a pastor. Yeah. If you didn't have discipline, you wouldn't be a pastor. Dude. It's hard out here. I mean, when I say it's hard, and I'm not a pastor. So it's hard in every level. It's hard being black. It's hard with these women. It's hard, you know what I'm saying? Life. It's hard ministering to people. It is hard doing a lot of things. It's hard. you and you can't do nothing about it. Little man, like a clown car. Look, let me tell you something though. Seriously, I drove. I know most black people say Maybach, but it's Maybach Benz. I went and drove. I was like, ah oh, man. Then I got in the back seat. Look. I test drove it. Then I told the dude, hey man, you drive. I want to get in the back seat, see if I feel somebody driving me around. See if it rails me to get out the car. <laughs> Let me he me drive me sometimes. So I can sit back there, you can do the car. I'm like, man, I want this. But then I only thing I started looking at was a note. I'm like, man, how many houses am I gonna miss if I buy this? How many just the old Right. Cause what we do, we all want to look good. But I figured out a way. 
to get it. I still ain't bought it yet because I'm like, I don't know if I want to get it. But now I wanted it, but I needed to make sure I put some discipline on it. So now what you're doing, I found this, this is what you need to learn how to do. Start your LLC, which I already have a Maxwell Realty, but I'm going to start putting it in trust and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Maxwell Realty, what I'm going to do is I don't have, when I say refinance, it's funny that we say refinance, even though we haven't even financed finance it. Right. All of my, 90% of my house I buy with cash. Because my investor guy said I shouldn't have but so much money in the bank, but he kept going, he kept going cash and knowing. I just needed to hunt the Yeah, he got cash hey. knowing. He said everything you buy with cash, you got a cash for it. So money, so it's not refinance. Right, so when you do it, like, but I ain't refinancing it. So this is the thing. I just, come the, the my investor dude that helps me with my money said I sit and keep all this cash in my account. But I put my money in the stock and all they do, but they grow my money matters. So I'm like, you know what? I'd rather bet on myself. So I said, Mark Ninja, I started talking about my after we cash and I didn't rent them out. But now I'm gonna refinance, but refinance them on the match with realty and pull out so I can live. Cause sometimes with me, man, I said that I won't spend no money at all except when my family needs stuff. Yeah, that's all right. We'll, we'll go get some money. All right, that's enough. We need to get I got all right. I want to spend money on people around me. If I can just get away from my, everybody that needs stuff, I, I would never spend no money. But go ahead, man. <laughs> but yeah, cash anointed, you want it. I didn't believe God always, I didn't believe he anoints all of us because he said that he always, he the one that gives us the ability to attain wealth. And I believe God would not withhold any good and perfect gift from us. Just like he says, we just got to be disciplined enough to figure out what name he wants us to earn it in. Oh, uh, right. You know, missing out on temporary fun to, fun to build permanent success is not a law. And I think a lot of people feel like, you know, when they share stuff outside, they're missing out on a fun, missing out on something, you know. And it's, it's, it's an illusion. And that's what the enemy creates. I wrestle with that. I wrestled with that yeah, for a while, man. Like, I kind of be, you know, I see these pastors doing this. I see that, you know, I've been pastor for eight years. The first five years I'm a pastor, man, I was doing it for the wrong reason. Didn't even know, Max. I was doing it because I wanted, of course, I love people, but I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to drive the biz. You know, I already got a biz. I'm trying to get a bigger joint. I want a bigger house, but not knowing that, you know, that BMF gets to your head, you blow, blowing money fast and you're not even knowing that you're not investing properly to have. The weird part about that is success. Even, even when you get it, it's short-lived gratification. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got, I told my, I'm getting my dream car, got it, and don't even really drive. I got this Yeah, yeah, yeah. You any cars though. I got one. You know so, what I mean? You know what I mean? Hey, bring the smoke. I need y'all to understand. Like, he's like Mayweather. You know I need y'all to understand. Bring the smoke, audience. I need y'all to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't see Pastor Rick in a new car, you know why. If you don't see Pastor Rick with some cash flow, you know why. Because he got the cash and he got the car. <laughs> so when I, leave this, when I leave this podcast today, I should have some brand new keys. And I should have about, how much you say we can go ask this for? Um, 200. About two hundred. I should have about two hundred thousand. Yeah, but seriously though, what you need to do is start. <laughs> you, you need to start hanging around people that can help sharpen you and take you to a true. I sharpen up. Because you can't hang around me in my mind and not walk away blessed. Like people that hang around me, they get promotion. Now one cop that they helped me with in touch has not become. 
The MLO intern has not been promoted. Every cop that helped me do intern is a captain, and some of them are sitting chiefs, and some of them chiefs now. Because if you, God said, I bless those who bless you, I curse those who curse you. If you're around me, I'm going to show you how to be blessed because I ain't stench. And, it, and, it, and I can really mm. vouch for that only because me looking at it, because I've never met a pastor that, one, wants his congregation or helps his congregation invest. You see what I'm saying? Most pastors are really kind of, you do your own thing and I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? But never once have I had a pastor, I don't know if you do it, but is learning tools of helping his congregation, mm -hmm. plant seeds, and grow the seeds. So that reason there, I might actually end up going to this church and joining it. No, we'll be, no, we'll talk. We'll be good. And it's far. I'm going to say, it's a, it's a few churches up in our area that I consider that's really doing something. He's the he's the number one leader. Really? African American. I'm I need to know, get I'm not knocking anybody else, you know, but I need to get he, he's the he's the leading he's the leading pastor in our area. He, he really is that's doing something. I watched him actually it's crazy because the property that we are in now, mm -hmm. we got the property because he sold his property to the church that gave us our property. So that's how we actually yeah, got I'm gonna tell you how you really got into them say I work in the background. Well, they rent it. They rent from us because they they couldn't get it. They couldn't buy it. They were in a lease. I ain't gonna say the name of the church. They were in a hundred year lease. Hundred, hundred year lease. Dude, I said, man, you want me to work it out there? Pastor was all nice. No, no. I said, look, man, I do real estate. I'm gonna go on and help you out. This was a probably getting paid doing real estate. So you was talking about what you wanted to be. You had because you were looking at my church. And oh, oh, oh. Yeah, a hundred year lease. Church, dude. Man. Yes. Let me tell you. Hold on. Forty years before you go there, I got the land I got from a church because they got a loan out in town bank. That's why y'all in trouble now. Where you smoke? Because y'all are gonna take that the land from the church behind them not paying during COVID. They was going to snatch the land and get it to another building. I came in, saved the land, and promised the church, once I develop it, I'll make sure that I bless the church. Hey, Lord, hey, Why y'all doing the dirty stuff to churches, though? Man, That's man. where your blessings are. Well, you got you been locked in the church for 100 years. Hey, man, you know me you use it because I'm about to meet with Town Bank. <laughs> I, I use them all for oh. stuff, too, but no, nah, I'm about to meet with them about the stuff. So, hey, do us better than you did. Whoever. More of the story is... If you hang around the wives, you become wise. Mm -hmm. But that's bothering because it says, I, I, I learned this, you, you don't have to be a fool to suffer harm. The Bible says when you hang around fools, you suffer harm. So you don't have to be a fool to get harmed. But if you just hang around them, you can get harmed. And many people, like as you said, many people don't understand there's power in your circle. Absolutely. There's power in your circle. Who you are around, you know, I just share, you know, me personally, since I've gotten around powerful people, and, and here's another thing, too, people that's listening out here. We look at the return to be tangible or material. I, n I never got, you know, I'm not going to say never, but I haven't always gotten, you know, monetary return. Mm -hmm. But my, the wisdom that I got, mm -hmm. you that, know what I'm saying? That's big magnitude. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 if I give you fish, you're going to eat for the night. Right. But if I teach you how to fish, you're going to eat for life. So. All day. See, this old thing, man. Like Dr. Bourne always say, you the you the sum, you the average of the five people you hang around the most. Yeah. That's all you are, the average. 
So my thing is this. Also, I talk science. I always talk about protons, electrons, neutrons. So we build an atom. We ain't nothing but a whole bunch of atoms. There's a smallest building block mm -hmm. of matter, mm -hmm. right? An atom has what? A positive charge, a negative charge, and it has a neutral charge in the middle. Mm -hmm. Now, if I take a proton out of an atom, it's going to blow it wide. That's how you make an atom bomb. Protons never leave atoms. What leaves are electrons, and electrons are negative charges. So if I hang around somebody who's negative mm -hmm. and I'm positive, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm thinking they're getting better, but really I'm getting worse. Why? Because I'm taking on their negative energy. I'm taking mm -hmm. an electron because electrons, and when they when you come together and make a compound, whichever charge, whichever atom has the, the negative charge, going to give the electrons to the one that got the positive mm -hmm. charge to balance out. So you balance out when you're hanging around negative people. So start hanging around negative people because you're taking their negative energy. Mm -hmm. If they always telling you what you can't do, you need to stop hanging around them because they're pulling you down. They're not pulling you up. They are not getting better. You are getting worse. The ratio should always be me hanging around someone that's doing better than me and smarter than me and me hanging around people on my level and somebody that's right below that. So that ratio is I'm learning from him. They're learning, it's getting passed down, and we're all helping each that's other. Full level. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the. But don't die. Nobody don't want to learn. Yeah. Learn. Yeah, because you want to learn that you know everything, then why are you in the position that you already at that you, you're complaining about being in? But mm -hmm. you don't, but you got all the answers. But you got but all the I can't answers. show you nothing. I can't teach you nothing and show you nothing. Pride. Yeah. Your own ego. You're only great until you get in a room full of greatness. Right. Then you're really yeah, right. 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 I've already had great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until you, until you compare, like Mike Tyson had, was talking about uh, Robinson, the, not the other Robinson, but the real Robinson. He went 40 fights, lost one fight, right? And then said, you know what? Fought 80 times out of that and beat 80 people. That's greatness. I'm thinking I'm, I'm Mike Tyson, I'm great. Ah, oh, man, that's not great until I got compared to greatness. You know what I mean? People do it to LeBron and Michael Jordan all the time. Greatness only comes through and shines in moments where it's like you had to be great in the court at all. Doing clutch, doing where it matters, doing this. You know what I'm saying? And any work in any aspect of life, you show greatness of pulling stuff through when there was impossible. When all the banks told you no, when you use all your money, you know what I'm saying? And then your breakthrough came through. Because every breakthrough always happened. It always happens to me and always happens to every successful story. I was about to quit. But I didn't. And that last breakthrough that catapulted them into greatness or making history or doing I get weary of your well-doing, man. Yeah. You can always get blessed if you continue to press and faint not. Yeah. You got to keep pressing toward the mark. See, the funny thing is he's the alpha and the omega. Yeah. The beginning and, and the end. The author and the finisher. Mm -hmm. But you got to take care of the in-between. Yeah. Time. You got to keep yeah. pressing. He'll start it, he'll finish it, yeah. but you got to keep pressing sure. toward the mark of his holy call. If you don't keep pressing, you ain't going to win. But yeah. if you keep pressing, you're going to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't lose if you keep walking. Well, he knows something. Don't even matter. I mean, I'm about to sit down church and enjoy his church. You, you got to you got to keep pressing. You got to You got to keep pressing. You got to keep You got to keep pressing. You got to keep pressing. Let me tell you something for real, though. Y'all need help, Jay Holler, man. We yeah. ain't, you know, because my thing is, I don't ever want churches to go down. I want us to multiply. And, like, I don't understand why churches be in so much competition with each other. When I first got here, somebody asked me, they said, hey, do you talk to so-and-so before you started doing the basketball thing? I did try to take the basketball thing to people, but I, I was an outsider, and some people didn't want to deal with it. Don't shout and get mad because I ain't called your name, but you know who you are. 
And so I tried to give it to him. Nobody wanted to do it because I'm an introvert. I ain't want to be in the front. I tried to get into disaster stuff. Nobody wanted because I'm from Atlanta. I'm from the outside. You understand? But at the end of the day, man, God going to give you, oh, my God. This is, I don't even know where I'm going, man. I'm just, I'm just crunk right now because what I'm saying is this. I'm always in the background trying to help people. So whenever you need help, say holler. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Whatever we can do, we gonna help you because the thing about it is not competition. They talking about something, did I get permission from so-and-so? Like, it's a dope dealer. Like, I'm on his block. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like. This church. I know this church. <laughs> this is saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you, you. Yeah, hey, this church. This church. But you want competition. The thing, the Bible says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Which means it's enough members out here for everybody not to be. Hey, you know what's so crazy? Yeah. Pastors don't even know that scripture applies to them too. Labor's are fit. Your pride and your ego, you are considered that because you do not want to partner up and do kingdom work. Oh, they don't look at stuff like this. And the ego is the that's the trigger of the enemy anyway. That ego, that fluffed ego is the death of many men. You know what I mean? It's women, but it's ego too. Because my pride, I mean, he beat me up in front of everybody. My pride, I mean, to kill him. Oh, he did this. He did. So I got him back by doing that. Burned down his building. My my pride. I mean, men are full of pride. You know what I mean? And and we and we, we're built that way. But sometimes, like you said, sometimes you gotta kind of back off that pride. You know what I'm saying? Because that pride get in you in a place that. Pride in the fall, man. And then he said, "I exalt those who humble themselves, but I humble those who exalt themselves." So when you stay humble and you stay low, God got you. The thing about it is. You can't turn on a car. You can't turn on a house without a positive and negative charge. Right. The negative charge keeps you rooted. You know what I'm saying? Unless you can, the 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 bigger you are, the lower you gotta go. Yeah. The more bigger God raised you, the more lower you have to go. Because really, in the kingdom, it's the opposite. In the world, you raise yourself up, you go up. But in the kingdom, the further you go down, the more He raised you up. Mm -hmm. You gotta be rooted. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be rooted. So if 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 I turn on a car. It's got a negative charge because that negative charge is rooting that positive charge, and that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Here, you got a positive and negative charge, and your, your, your building is, has a ground wire. If you don't have the ground wire in the ground, you turn the lights on, it's going to blow up because it has to be grounded. At the end of the day, you got to be grounded. And if you if you got such a big head, you can't be humble enough to let God correct you and let other people help you and learn from other people, man. You just ain't going to make it, man. So well, how did I get here? The reason why I'm able to invest Dude, I didn't even know what I was doing. This couple, the Pitts. I grew up and I went to church with their daughter, Shalanda. We went to Georgia Southern together. That what they did was they tell me what house they were gonna buy. And they buy the house. What was her name? I had to put it out Shalanda. Shalanda Pitts. Yeah. Shalanda Pitts, yeah. So Yeah. Hey Shalanda. Yeah. We here with Maxwell. We're here with Maxwell. Just don't hit him in the back of the head. He'd be in trouble. Anyway, back, back to what I was saying. The thing about it was they. <laughs> they give me my whole fantasy. That's a good one. That's a good one. These niggas are never coming on the show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel it up. But what they did, they showed me how I buy. And the first thing they told me was this don't fall in love with a house. Don't buy a house because you like what it looked like, buy it because of the numbers. Mm, makes sense. Dude, I made $50,000 off a house that I bought that I hated. Didn't make no sense. I bought it, 
I ain't even had to really close it. I ended up close, doing a double close the same day because I sold it before I even closed on, right? And I made $50,000 on an ugly house. But this one house, I kept saying, oh, I want it. I want it. It looks so good. And they was like, don't buy it. The numbers don't line up. But I bought it anyway. And that house only made, <laughs> all the trouble I did, I made like $5,000. I thought like, I don't know either. At least it wasn't negative. I got stories where I bought houses and it cost me thirty, forty thousand dollars Numbers different, going with new realtors. They ain't really giving you the real numbers. They giving you five mile radius. I watch a lot of game I can give you versus a mile radius. And this five mile radius, that's that wasn't a historic zone. This one's in a historic zone and it's flood. And, oh man, and it, yo, the VA gonna only uh, Oh, the spirit talking to me. You should have used Maxwell Realty. I feel it. Like there's some way telling me. You're telling you're telling well, Johnny, that's no excuse. Yeah, this is this is a wild enough, man. It's shoot, man. Look, let's get ready to close this out. I don't know how long we've been recording. It's one o'clock. I got one question. I gotta go. I got one question though. One question. Church, right? A lot of pastors, young, old, whatever, probably don't know how to use their church or implement real estate or create a portfolio in real estate through their churches. Yeah. So how can they do that? Um, how can churches use their property to bring in extra resources? Oh. Uh, how can they do that? And then as a new ministry, what do you think is the best way to start as far as buying or renting? Man, let me it's say man. This is crazy, man. That's, that's like three questions. It's, it is three questions, but because, let's be honest. We call these three voices. Give me closer. It is. Because church is a package. Churches don't understand. This is what I'm saying. First of all, you got you, you, you to gotta pray, but you got to. You, you, it says the Bible says, be careful nothing but take everything with, to God in, in supplication and prayer. So you definitely got to pray about it before you do anything. But I would say with us, I partner. I don't care who name is out there. So look, with me, I want to take care of the kids, right? So what do I do? I partner with the boys and girls club, right? They pay my people to do COVID cleaning. They don't rent, but they pay to do COVID cleaning. And I pay them to do COVID cleaning. And so my people are getting blessed, right? Because the boys and girls club in our building. But I don't care if Intouch name not on it no more. I don't care if Newbies Grove name it on no more. They in our building. Some of my members got mad and said, why the Boys and Girls Club name on it on the floor to space it out? Wow, it's our church. Hey, who name on the front of the building? Right. Newbies Grove. Who cares who gets the glory? Partner with them. HR Cap. I want to help people with jobs. HR Cap helps people with resumes. HR Cap helps people get, get interview ready. They rent from us for a certain amount of money a month to be in our building, but we don't have to do it, but the vision still goes forward. You feel me? There you go. Right? So at the end of the day, you have to learn how to stop worrying about your name being on everything and partner, and then people will pay you to be in your space because the Boys and Girls Club don't want all their overhead. They don't want no big building. They'd rather rent a couple of rooms or three or four rooms from us, yeah. be there after school. And so now the church makes money, but at the end of the day, we still, the vision's still going full. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's another way to do it to to stop. First of all, first of all, you got you can't have the vote for everything, man. The, the pastor, y'all gotta get your bylaws straight where you, the pastor and the the, the 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 leaders can make decisions without having to go to the church all the time. One of my favorite movies is Three Hundred. Dude has Leonidas has three hundred soldiers. The other dude got two thousand. And the dude asked Leonidas, "Hey man, why you bring so few soldiers?" And he said, "I brought more soldiers." You said, "What you mean? I got two thousand men. You only got three hundred. He says, "Hey man, what do you do?" And he's got something. Do. And the dude claims, "I'm a teacher. Right? I'm a teacher. I'm a college. I'm this." He said, "What does this? No, no, And everybody was a soldier. Everybody was a soldier. Yeah. You are a full-time pastor." Which means your mind and your heart, even when you sleep, is on the church. Yeah, it is. So why would I need to go to a lay person to ask a question of where we need to go with the church? Mm. And a lot of times we had had it where we get into the place where we feel like the members supposed to run everything like some flipping club, but the 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 visionary is the one that hears from God. Yeah. And so when you really have the control to do what it is God is telling you to do, that's the first step. So I began to get the bylaws the way I needed to get them so I could make decisions without having to go vote on everything. Now, certain things we do vote on, but boom. So anyway, with us, also with real estate, get something small that you know you're going to win on. Mm -hmm. Don't go out here and buy some $1.5 million property and you try to make this $2 million property. No, we started buying houses little by little. This house right here next door by this. It's right here by the church. Let's own it because now we own that. We can keep it and rent it or we can knock it down and have more land. Oh, let's buy this out. So all of the properties around 326 Taz Lane, we own all the properties except the the um, except the apartments that's to our left. Mm -hmm. But we own the house in the back. We own the house right next door. We own the house right there. So we own that whole sphere. Yeah. So we got seven, eight acres because we bought everything around us, you understand? Which is good because that really, it was a risk because you buying it, but it's not because now it's connected and it's right there. It's right there. You understand? So just start off doing stuff small and then build up. And I would say, like I said, it don't have to be me, but I need you to find a real estate professional who can help walk you through the process. The problem is the Bible says there's and much counsel their safety. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we try to go out here and say, oh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit guide us. But why are you out here trying to make decisions about real estate without getting a real estate person? You don't know. You don't know right. So you need a real estate person that you can trust that can walk you through that situation. I'm not even saying get matched with a real estate. If you got somebody in your church that does real estate, use them to help you walk through the process yeah. and make that money. And if you need help with your mortgage, holler at your boy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We got you coming. Yeah. So anyway, man. Thanks for having me, man. Man, thank you for coming, man. You know, Coma left. The Marshall came and arrested him, right? Yeah, the Marshall had to come get him. He just came, man. He just took him away, man. He said, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> like a cop car. Anyway, another this to bring the smoke, man. Appreciate it, man. Don't interview, man. Thank you for the question. Oh, man. Appreciate you for having We had a good time, man. Appreciate you, brother Justin. Boom. Hey everybody, how you doing? In Touch Basketball is back. We did it big last year again. 
and we did it for the first time in a few years since the pandemic, we coming back again. And you know what? The sheriff's department and the police department gonna go head to head again. The community gonna go head to head again. I think the fire department gonna play as well. So we're gonna make sure the first responders bring back the original in touch where they played each other. August the 4th, August the 4th is going down at the Denby Community Center. If you all can ball, please get you some players together. Anybody in the community, you can be in Newport News, you can be from Hampton, we don't care where you from. It's a Newport News event, but it's to bring the whole Hampton Roads community together to make sure we do what? Partner and build bridges with the police. We wanna make sure the police know us, we know the police, and that we help them solve crimes to keep our neighborhood safe. We wanna make sure we curate some great positive interactions, and that's what we do with Inter's basketball. But at the end of the day, Somebody gonna win, somebody gonna lose. Are you a baller? If you're a baller, come on out. If you're not, come on out. Cause you know what? It's all about fun. Although I'm a sore loser. So newbies grow, get that team together. Cause we better win. Hey everybody, how you doing? This book is a book I believe everyone should buy. Not just because I wrote it, but because this book was birthed out of pain. And you learn so much during those painful moments. This is called Leadership Growth, The Power and the Pain. You can't have the power unless you've been through the pain. Bishop Morton wrote the foreword. It's been endorsed as well by our former governor, uh, Terry McAuliffe, and by our Newport News Sheriff, Sheriff Gabriel Morgan. I promise you this book will bless you. Please get it, not just for me, but to bless you. Go to willamaxwell.org or click on the links below and I promise you this book will bless you. If you don't just buy it for yourself, buy it for someone else. It's a short read, but it's a powerful read. I've been getting testimonies all across the country and I promise you it will bless your life.